And joining us now is Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, Fox News contributor and author of a great book, War by Other Means. General Kellogg, um, first your assessment of where things are at with Russia and its invasion of Ukraine. Mariupol, as boy, continues to take a pounding. And now we're hearing word that the Russians are bringing in reinforcements from the country of Georgia. Where do you see things stand? Yeah, good to be with you, Rita. Thanks for having me. Look, what that's really telling you when he's getting reinforcements from outside uh, of Russia and also bringing them into the Far East, that's a clear indication he's losing. And what I mean by that is if you have to bring in reinforcements with the forces they had to to bear there, um, uh, he's not doing well. Look, those the units he used initially were his first-line units. I mean, he uses airborne units, we'll go – the VDV, they're the ones who tried to go into Kiev, tried to come out of the south of Crimea initially, and they frankly got whacked. Uh, they, uh, the reports I'm getting is that around Kiev, they have, the Russians are putting in minefields. When you put in minefields, that means you're not advancing. You're, in fact, in defensive positions because you never attack through your own minefield. Uh, it just shows to me he's, he's operating from weakness. He tremendously miscalculation by Putin. Uh, clearly, the Ukrainians are fighting much more fiercely than most people if not all, thought they would be fighting. They're, they're better led. The Russians are having key command and control problems. You, you know, here's a good example, Rita. You know, when we did the first Gulf War, remember General Schwarzkopf? Everybody remembers him? Name sure. me the number one commander of the Russians. They don't have one. So they've got four or five commanders leading four or five different assaults, and it's really disconnected. Uh, and you've got um, probably Putin running it. So, I mean, if I, I'm giving him basically an F in every single category from military leadership to military logistics to tactics, they're just not doing well. And I think, frankly, they're on their back foot. And I think the Ukrainians have, if we help them and we do it smartly, the Ukrainians have a real possible uh, way of winning this thing, which is stunning for anybody to, to hear about. Send in the MiGs? What do you think? What do they need right now? Because Zelensky is pleading for, he even said, give us 1% of each of your hardware, basically, from your, you know, from each of the NATO countries. He said, if you gave us just even 1% of your military, we would be able to beat this. If you give us the MiGs, give us as much surface to air, uh, give us a whole bunch of those things. He said, we can win. Yeah, he's, you know, he's a better military commander than President Biden is. Look, the MiGs need to go there. That increases their Air Force by one-third. Uh, they're fourth-generation fighters. What I mean by that is fifth-generation stealth. So that means they're the, the upper end of fighters, and they're good. He has yet to get the S-300 air defense systems that they're used to using because they have some of those. We get them from, the, from, the, from three of the NATO allies that have them, move those in right away. A lot of the equipment they're talking about that Biden talks about still isn't there. For example, the system they call the switchblade, which is a very good system, is not there yet. Uh, they're not getting the equipment, and, they, and I don't know why it's taking this forever, unless unless we're hoping they're going to try to negotiate, but that's just – it's wrong. I mean, we're putting them on their back foot, meaning putting Zelensky, instead of helping him win this fight. We should be giving him everything he wants. But to me, if he wants a brick, give him a brick. If he wants a slingshot, give him a slingshot. If he wants a battleship, find one. Put it on the – put it out there as well. But give him anything he needs to fight this fight. Because they're fighting with great courage, and they're doing fighting very, very smart. Sort of like how we fought the Brits uh, in the 1700s. We hid behind trees, you know, shot from behind corners, and they did everything else. They're kind of doing it the same way. They're, they're doing very, very well.
Yeah, they are. It has been amazing and inspiring. And everybody, we are talking to Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg, uh, author of a great book. It's called War by Other Means. Also was former was a national security advisor to then Vice President Pence, also President Trump. You brought up the commander in chief. I have to ask you, of course, General Kellogg. It was amazing. Here was President Biden. He's there in Warsaw. And he basically says Putin should no longer remain in power. The White House has had to walk that back. He also said the day before to the 82nd Airborne when he was in southern Poland and Zhezhev, Poland, when you get there uh, regarding Ukraine, they had to walk that back, too. Then he also said, you know, if chemical weapons are used by, you know, Vladimir Putin, we will respond in kind. Then the White House had to say, no, 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 we're not going to respond similarly. We're not using chemical weapons. How detrimental and dangerous are these gaps? Yeah, they're, they're huge. They really are. And look, even today, he said, after they, them, his, his uh, comms team trying to walk it back, he said, I'm not walking anything back. Look, you can say things like that. I can say things like that. Lindsey Graham can say things like that. The commander-in-chief of the United States cannot say things like that. He's got to keep his mouth shut because gaps don't work well with Putin. Just, and I would tell people, you know, put yourself in a position, in a normal human relation position, when somebody insults you and then continues to insult you, well, it doesn't mean you can have good relations. These are times you just need to keep his mouth shut, let everybody else work it, because the gaps do not help trying to get to a negotiated solution. And, and when it comes to things like talking about chemicals, uh, of use of chemicals, you, I've always believed in strategic ambiguity from the leader. Don't let, don't say things. Kind of talk. Trump was great about it. You kind of talk around it. You tell us what you want us to to do, and then we as a staff would do it. But you need to stay in a, as 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 ambiguous as you possibly can because you are quote the commander in chief and the only commander in chief. And when he gets out and does stuff like that, it just makes everything else so hard for his commanders. I mean, I even look. Even our, our allies were upset. President Macron, who's worked day and night to try to get to a political solution on this, was blindsided by it. He made some pretty harsh comments about it. You had others out there in the international community saying the same thing. It's sort of like, you know, you're supposed to be the, the guy who has all this experience, and you have all the adults in the room now, and you're making gaffes like this. I mean, this is not helping Zelensky at all. And, and oh, by the way, now that you're saying this and being the, uh, the tough guy, you're the same guy who refused to give Zelensky the MIGs. I mean, it just, uh, it's almost like he wants to talk tough, but then he doesn't want to give Zelensky the tools that he needs to fight the fight. So, I, you know, it's kind of disappointing, kind of worrisome, because it actually is more escalatory than you know, his language, is more escalatory than giving Zelensky the MIGs or the S 300 air defense system, because Putin will see that. And, and there is uh, this relationship between the United States and Russia. If it's not broken, it'll be broken by tomorrow. It's a terrible situation we we currently find ourselves in. You know, that's a great point. You're right, because when they hear that language and you hear of Vladimir Putin with sort of his back up against the wall, given the situation, as we talked about militarily, does that kind of put him in a box and force him to respond? This is a guy clearly who has a big ego, Vladimir Putin. And then here he has this president who he does not seem to respect, sadly, our American president. Yeah, Rita, you see, it's, it, there's, when, I, when I noticed with Trump, it was fun to be with him when he would talk to people. Everything is based on human relationships. And, and you can see that the relationship between 
the number one nuclear superpower, the United States, and the number two nuclear superpower, Russia, is not very good right now because the leaders of both are not talking to each other and won't talk to each other. And Putin does see, and I, you have to look through Putin's eyes because I've always been a big believer. You have to look through your opponent's eyes to figure out what he wants to do and what he's trying to do. It's clearly he feels his back is against the wall. The, you know, Biden has thrown down a gauntlet instead of trying to work some solutions. Uh, he, he, it's, it's not a good way out. Look, let me tell you quickly what Trump would have done. I know what he would have done. He would have picked up the phone and called Vladimir and said, Vlad, I want you to come and or to your, send your team to Camp David, and I'll bring Zelensky to Camp David. I'll feed you some good food, put you up there in the mountains up here, and uh, you enjoy yourselves and come out with a peace plan. It's the same thing that Carter did with Anwar Sadat and Menachem Begin when they came to the Camp David Accords. That's how you have to handle it. You bring him in, try to de-escalate the situation, make him work to a solution to come out of it and, and come out looking good. Uh, but there's no chance of that happening. There's no chance of being of the United States being the interlocutor now, none, none at all. You think, especially after these statements, it's just further deteriorated it? Oh, yeah, I think. I, If we're not in a Cold War, we're at least in a warm war. It's The, the relations are not going to be fixed at all until one of the two of them is gone, because Putin will remember this. You know, Putin, let's be honest about it, Putin is a former KGB colonel. You know, he, he has no problem poisoning his adversaries, you know, like Navalny. He has no problem helping some of his allies, the Syrians, use nerve gas against civilians. He's, you know, he's he's not a nice guy to be around, but there's no chance at all of us working with him, now with Biden making comments like that. Wow. Very, very concerning. General Keith Kellogg, thank you so much for your perspective. It is so important, and we always love having you here on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Rita. Thanks for having me. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.